If you have a Bible, bring it to church. If you're like me and you have one of these tablet-type things, uh, phone-type things, you can look it up there and you can follow the Scriptures along. And it's good to get out your Bible. It's good to get out your Bible, not just on a Sunday morning, but maybe more often get out the Word of God and start opening it and reading it. You can get an app that will help you read the Bible every day, just 10, 15 minutes. Uh, it's called Read Scripture. It's a great little app. You can download it. It's all free of charge. And it just gives you a little reading every day and a psalm. And then there's even a video introduction to some of the books to let you know what's going to happen and what you're reading about to give you that little bit of background. Um, so Bible, open it. It's well worth it. I want to talk this morning about looking straight ahead. And it's about a vision and having clarity and having that aim, purpose, goal, objective that we can focus on. You know, if you focus on something, you're more likely to achieve it. When we focus, we aim, and when we aim, we're more likely to achieve our goals. While you're looking up Proverbs chapter 4, a little recap from last week. I spoke about walking in the light, keeping in the light, dispensing with the darkness, leaving behind the old things, the old hidden things of shame, leaving those behind. And a link between the truth and the light, keeping things in the light, having that, that vision, having that revelation, seeing clearly helps us keeps us from stumbling, keeps us from missing the mark. And this year, I really want us to go into the depth of God's Word for us and see how God's Word can direct and shape and form our lives from the point of view that we have not yet perfected, but we always look for God's will in our lives to direct us, to give us purpose. The best direction comes from the Word of God. It illuminates our feet that we don't stumble. It illuminates our path so we can have clear direction. But what happens when my life doesn't meet up with what God expects? What happens when I stumble? What happens when I fall? How can I learn from my failures and my past mistakes to help me not stumble again? Psalm 56 says, For you have delivered me from death. In other words, you have given me life. You have delivered my feet from stumbling that I may walk before God in the light of life. You know, when we walk in the light of knowledge of Jesus Christ, we don't always stumble in our sinful choices. And God wants to light up our path, light up our way. He doesn't want us to be in darkness anymore. We've come out of the kingdom of darkness. We've been transformed and we've been transfigured and we shine bright like the stars. Isn't that the truth? So Proverbs chapter 4 and jumping in at verse 18 says this, The way of a good person is like the light of the dawn. It grows brighter and brighter until full daylight. But the wicked, they walk around in the dark and they can't even see what makes them stumble. You know, if you're continually stumbling, continually falling into the same mistakes time and time again, maybe it's because you don't realize there's an area of darkness in your light that you need to allow Jesus Christ to shine in. And we need to open up our lives and say, God, let your light so shine. Let it shine in the darkness and give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. Do you remember that song? 
Keep me burning, Lord. Let me burn bright for you. Let me shine for you. Let me not be ignorant and stumble around in the darkness, not even knowing why. But let me see where I've gone wrong. That's repentance, isn't it? Let me see where I've gone wrong. Let me turn around and start making some good choices. You can make good choices when you see clearly, when you're in the light, and when you focus. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, that focus. He goes on and says this, My child, pay attention to my words. Pay attention to God's words. Listen closely to what I say. Don't forget my words, but keep them always in your mind. And if they're in your mind, they are the key to life for those who find them. They even bring health to your whole body. He tells you how we're going to do this. He says, be careful what you think about because your thoughts run your life. Did you know that? Your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think about. Don't use your mouth to tell lies. Don't ever say things that are not true. Keep your eyes focused on what is right. Look straight ahead to what is good. Be careful what you do and always do right. Don't turn off the road of goodness. Keep away from evil paths. You know our thought life leads. You see the progression there, how the word of God is the key foundation. And if you meditate on my words both day and night, you know, it says you'll be like those who are planted by the rivers of living water. You will have continual feeding. I say, what are you feeding on? Feed on God's word. What is sustaining you? What is fulfilling you? Allow God's word. And then that has an effect on your thought life. And your thought life eventually leads to you leading the right path. As a person thinks, the proverb says, he is in his heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart for out of your heart flows the issues that will determine your life. Paul says, take every thought captive in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Take a thought captive. You can't always control what comes into your mind and what comes into your eyes. You you can control whether it takes root in there. You can be a guard. I say, Lord, guard my eyes that I may only look on what is right. Guard my ears that I only may hear what you are saying to me. And if that thought comes into my mind, I want to hold it captive. I want to take it. I want it, don't want it to build a stronghold. A stronghold is a way of thinking, an imagination that is contrary to what God says about you. And some of us, we've got those strongholds so deep into our lives, maybe because of what people have spoken over us our whole lives. Maybe because of what people have spoken about us, they've become roots in us that we always identify ourselves with the wrong path. So then it's easy then to choose the wrong path because we identify ourselves with that. Hold those captives. It says we capture every thought, we make it give up and make it obey Christ. You know, our motivation is that God is for us. He's not against us. It's important to remember that even if we forget God, God never forgets us. He knows what's happening to us every moment of every day. He watches over us. And the reason is because he loves us and his love never fades. 
God is so patient with us. He's so kind. He's not jealous. He's not proud. He's not rude. He's not selfish. He trusts us. He hopes in us. And his love even endures for us, giving us that example of how he wants to walk with us. He wants us to walk with him every moment of every day. And the first step is to begin the day with him. Develop that habit of setting aside a few moments to be alone with God. Pray about things that you'll be facing the day. Read a portion of God's word, the Bible. Let that portion of God's word take root in your soul all day that you can meditate on it. Meditate just means to continually to mumble. If you want to meditate on something, let it mull over in you. Let it work in you. I say God's word, meditate in my heart. Let your word come fully into my life. And ask God to remind you. Say, God, wake me up in the mornings. Remind me. Remind me that this is the time. And if you need a little alarm, set yourself an alarm and say, read the scripture. Get into it. Not just on church once a week. Not just, uh, just at the end of the day, but repeatedly. Day by day, let me dwell in your presence forever. That's the secret, isn't it? The secret is to dwell in his presence. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah, you want to read that Psalm 91. Thank you, my scripture lady there. This morning, I want to look at three points. Point number one, keep your eyes focused. Keep your eyes focused. Do not allow yourself to be distracted. Focus on what is right. Look straight ahead to what's good. Point number two, be careful what you do and then do what's right. And point number three, don't turn off the road of goodness and keep away from the evil paths. In our fast-paced, attention-grabbing world, there's so much that can distract us that we can lose sight and lose our focus and our purpose in life, and our worship and our love of God. Hebrews 12 says this, that we're told to run the race with our eyes focused on Christ. Let us run with that kind of determination or perseverance, the race that's set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of all that concerns us and our faith and our hope. Resist the allure of the world and keep our focus where it belongs on Christ. To focus means to direct one's attention or concentrate on something. To concentrate on something, I see people walking around with their phones like it's like their focus and concentrations there. I think we can concentrate and focus on more than just our mobile phones. Amen? We can love Jesus more than our mobile phone. Just look at your neighbor and say, you need to love Jesus more than your mobile phone. And look at your other neighbor and say, yeah, I do. I love Jesus more than anything. If we're focused on Christ, he has our attention. We concentrate on him and his word and he occupies the forefront of our minds. Colossians 3, let's turn there. Colossians 3, he says, since you've been raised with Christ, why do we focus on him? Why do we give our attention to him? Because he's raised us. He's raised us. You know what it means to be raised right? You know, the children that behave, you think, man, they've been raised right, haven't they? They've been raised correctly. There's a right way to live. We know that, don't we? When we see good behavior, we see bad behavior. You have been raised 
by Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. Then he's talking about raised from the dead, but you know, I'm playing on words there. You've been raised with Christ. In other words, you're no longer dead in your sin and your trespasses. You're no longer a child of the enemy, but you are now a child of God. He says this, set your hearts on things above. That's where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and when your life and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who your life, who is your life, appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. We're to focus on things above. Remember that Christ is in the seat of power and glory. Ephesians says that we are seated together with him in those heavenly places. And sometimes it's hard to focus on things above when our problems and our challenges are right in front of us. It can be difficult if some have taught this is your best life. You've heard that, haven't you? People say, this is your best life now. And they ignore the possibility of heaven and a future. And there is life after this life. I don't think we can ever lose the idea and the knowledge that God has a place for us. Jesus says, you trust in God, now trust in me. I've prepared a place for you. If it wasn't so, I would have told you, but I'm preparing a place for you in my Father's house. We need to keep that That. Knowledge that he is in glory and that knowledge that we have a place with him in glory. And it helps us when life is tough, when life is suffering. The centrality of life, the undeniable fact of life is suffering. If you're not suffering, you know someone who is suffering. You can't deny that. Right at the heart of Christianity is the cross, is suffering. That is the message. And Paul and the apostles wrote time and time again what they knew what it meant to suffer for Christ. What they knew what it meant to to give up their lives, to know that their life is hidden with Christ, to know that this isn't it. Paul says, listen, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He kept that focus. He kept that in the stress, in the troubles, in the disasters, in the lives that we live now. It can't be it. It cannot be it. It cannot be just this life. See, when there's... If you preach, come to Christ and you'll never experience suffering or pain. That you'll live a wonderful, wonderful life and nothing will ever go wrong. And then something goes wrong, you can lose your faith. Because our faith isn't just based on having a good life now. Paul embraced this. He says, I embrace this like a soldier. He says this to Timothy. He says, I patiently accept all the troubles so that those whom God has chosen, can hear and have the salvation that's in Christ. You see, he endured like a soldier. You read 2 Timothy. I haven't got time. Um, Is it 2 Timothy? Yeah, 2 Timothy 2. I haven't got time to read all of that this morning, but he embraced these things. He understood what it meant to get the gospel across. And yes, he suffered time and time again. He preached Christ and him crucified. He preached resurrection. He preached life after death. He preached there's more to life than just our current struggles. But he didn't just preach it, he lived it. He says, if we died with him, we'll live with him. If we accept suffering, we will rule with him. If we say we don't know him, he will say he doesn't know us. If we are not faithful, he remains faithful because he is true. Oh, he goes on. Oh, I should just read it all to you. 
Stay away from foolish talk that lead people further away from God. He says, their evil teaching will spread like a sickness. Hermanius and Philetus are saying this. They have left the true teaching, saying that rising from the dead has already taken place so that they are destroying the faith of some people. You see, we can't say that this is it. We can't say that the resurrection has already happened. We can't say that, yeah, this life and the challenges that we have and we just do our best. No, there is more. There is more. And that's where our focus needs to be according to Colossians. Keep your eyes fixed on the prize, on the heavenly prize. Keep your eyes on him. Paul said to Timothy, some have lost their faith because they haven't got a heavenly mindset. And I think it's when we are heavenly minded that we can be the most earthly good. And it's, we've been raised right now unto this new life. He's come to give us eternal life, and that eternal life is because we know Jesus. To focus on things above is to consciously remove our focus from just earthly things. And the reason is we've died to self and Christ is our very life. Helping us to stay focused on a reminder that Jesus is coming again and we will see him in glory. This is what we need to focus on. What Christ has done for us. Who he is. That's our life. Read Hebrews chapter 2. It says how he shared our humanity. How he breaks the power of the enemy. How he's freed us. How he's merciful to us. How he suffered for us. And he helps us even when we are tempted. Even when we are feeling down. Then he goes into Hebrews chapter 3. If you've got some time for this. He says... Share in the heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts upon Jesus and acknowledge him as your apostle and your high priest. Let Christ have his rightful place and let him have your direction. Let him have your focus. Let him have your thoughts. Let him have your mind. Give up what is yours and say, God, I commit my life into your hands. He is worth the focus. Jesus said in John uh, chapter 5, he says, You search the scriptures for in them you think you find eternal life, but you know what? You need to come to me and receive life. I tell you, we can receive life from him. He says, even the laws and the prophets, they speak about me. To focus on God, word of God is to focus on Christ himself. And we do this, we develop our prayer life. If you want to know how to pray, read Jesus' instructions on how to pray. He says, oh, praise to be your name. Hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let things in heaven be like that way on earth. This is how we ought to pray. Give us what we need for today. Forgive us when we go astray and when we miss the mark. Help us to forgive others just as you've forgiven us. And lead us not into the temptation. I tell you, that is an awesome, awesome prayer to pray. It's the Lord's Prayer, and we're so familiar with it, but you can break it down piece by piece and say, God, don't allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear. Let me bear fruit of, what, of, of repentance. Let me bear fruit of salvation. Let me live in the light. Let me walk in forgiveness constantly. Lord, I don't want to live by bread alone. I want to live by every word that proceeds out of your mouth because you are my life. And as you speak to the Lord throughout the day, your focus is on him. Little things, big things, they all come. Say, God, you're doing it. You're making a way. Jesus promised if you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door will be open. You ask and you receive. 
Thessalonians, he says, continually have this idea and attitude and atmosphere of prayer in your life. And say that my eyes are always on you at Psalm 25. For you release my feet from every snare because I keep my focus on you. And when we understand the dangers that are out there, when we understand the power of darkness, we don't want to live in that darkness. We don't want to live in that shame. We want to live in the light as he is in the light. And he forgives us and continually cleanses us. This is the way we want to live. This is the thoughts that we have for him. These are the fruits that we want to have, what it means, if you read Romans 8, about what it means to walk according to the Spirit and not according to your flesh. If you read Galatians 5 when he talks about the fruits of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Those are the fruits that I want to live. That's the way I want to operate in my life. And I want to live by the Spirit. I want to keep in step by the Spirit. I I don't want to be proud and rude and arrogant and selfish. I want, to, uh, I want to love others as Christ has loved me. I want to develop this, and I do this by keeping my focus on him. You know what? I don't stand up here like I've got it all together. I'm talking about how I want to live, and I know that if I keep my focus on him, he's going to do it. He's going to work this in me by his Holy Spirit. He's going to do it. Oh, my word, my time's up, and I've only got through one point. Point two was, be careful what you do. Always do what's right. Have an aim in life. Have a direction. Have a focus. You know, there's direct relationship between having an aim and having and experiencing positive emotion. There's a neurological connection between our focus, what we're directed towards, which gives us a sense of positive, meaningful engagement in life. To have an aim, to pursue that purpose. If you have no aim, no purpose, no positive emotion, you are aimless with no direction. But we're... Creatures that need to have that aim and direction. We need that. That's why he says, be careful what you do. Don't do things without care, without thought. Don't just throw away things. That's point number two. Specify the uh, the target, the goal, the aim. Specify what is the right thing and choose the right thing. Knowing what you are doing. Knowing that your life is in Christ. Put to death, the Scripture says, the works of the flesh and live according to the Spirit. That's Romans 8, um, verse 12. By the things of the Spirit, we put to death the works of the flesh. See, the world is a place of darkness and sin that so desperately needs the light of Jesus Christ. And when we walk by the Spirit, it is walking in the light of what God has for us. I love that old hymn that says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. When the things of this earth go strangely dim in the light of his, knowledge, of his glory and grace, or something like that. Oh, I wish I could sing that for you. But when we lift up Christ daily in our lives, when our prayers on him, when we turn our hearts from evil, which is my final point, don't turn off the road of goodness. He says to the Galatians, you've started on a good path. Follow the good path. Follow the right way. You can, you can do this. You can choose the road of goodness. And don't turn from it. 
Don't go down the evil path. Don't go down the evil route. Keep away from that. Pray that. Deliver us from evil. We know that there's as much evil in this world as there is good. And we know there's a right path, a right way to live. The moral relatives will tell us that there's many ways to live that people can live. And it's true. There are many ways that people can live. But what they say is that no one way is better than another. And they're wrong. They're wrong. Absolutely, 100% wrong. Can't stress that. There is a right way to live that commands the blessing. There's a right path that God has for you. And I say, show me that way. It's acknowledgement that, God, your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. He comes to us and he makes his home in us and he delivers us from darkness and he shows us the right path, the right choice. And I pray that, Lord, direct my path, direct my steps. There is a higher order, a higher value. There is a way of living that is better than another way of living, which is the answer to the age-old question, why the chicken crossed the road. You know, because he thought that there was a better path for him. And he was probably right. He crossed that road. People have been asking why he did that. But he must have thought there was a better way than the current path that he was living. There are right choices. The way of a good person is shining so bright. And this is my closing. It's like the light of the dawn. The way that is right grows brighter and brighter. How do you know you're on the right path? Because you're walking into brighter and brighter light. If you're walking down the wrong path, things are growing darker. Things are growing dimmer. Things are going from bad to worse. And they do go from bad to worse just by themselves. But there are choices that we need to make in life. And I say choose right. Choose Christ. Choose him to be your focus. Choose him to be your delight. Choose the word of God to light your path. The way of a good person is like the light of the dawn going brighter and brighter until the full daylight. The wicked, they stumble around in darkness. They don't even know what makes them stumble. But we will pay attention to his word as children of God. We will listen closely. We'll not forget his words. We'll keep them in our minds. They are key to our lives. They'll bring health to our whole body. Even our thoughts are captive to him. Our thoughts run our lives so we we're going to put a guard over them. We're not going to use our mouth to tell lies and say things that aren't true. We're going to keep our eyes focused on what's right, look straight ahead to what is good. We're going to be careful in what we do. We're not going to be thoughtless, but we're going to do what's right, and we're not going to turn away from the road of goodness, and we're going to keep away from the path of evil. Let's just stand and pray. Yes, Heavenly Father, I thank you that your Spirit is here that you are directing us, that you are guiding us, that you are filling us with your anointing and with your power. Lord, your anointing is so full, so strong, so evident and so powerful within us. That anointing that keeps us burning, keeps us shining like bright lights in the darkness, keeps us on the right path, keeps our thought life right, keeps our home life right. We are in your presence right now, right now. And Lord Jesus, I pray if we need to make a decision, maybe we've never made that decision, but uh, listening to my voice speaking right now and you know you've got to make a decision, you know you've been going down a path that's taking you darker and darker and you need to walk towards the light. 
begin to walk towards the light and your light will shine so brightly, brighter and brighter. Make that decision today. Make that decision today. I choose you. I choose life. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.